What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Uncomfortable Conversation for Friday, August 20th, 2021. I am your host, Austin, and it's going to be a big show today. Uh, normally, I come to you guys with just one news story, and I did only have one news story, and then some knuckleheads in my state started, they decided to act like a bunch of jack wagons. So there's no way I couldn't talk about that. So we're actually going to have two news stories today. But before we get into that, everybody's favorite segment, what are we drinking? All right. What are you guys drinking? I have, as usual, because I'm just a guy in the South, light beer. That's what I got. In my fancy, uncomfortable conversation mug. 15 ounces because it holds an entire can of beer. But, guys, today... We are going to talk about um, people getting crazy at school board meetings and some controversy coming out of the California recall election because this is the Uncomfortable Conversation every Monday, Tuesday, and Friday going live right here. We talk about politics, race, religion, and everything else that makes you and your family uncomfortable. If you like getting uncomfortable with us, be sure to follow us on Twitch, subscribe to us on YouTube, or listen to us on your podcast platform of of choice by searching for The Uncomfortable Conversation. If you'd like to be a part of the show, come hang out with us on Twitch, or send us your questions, comments, topics of discussion into a YouTube comment if you're watching on YouTube, um, or jump over to uncomfortpod.com and fill out the contact form. Let us know what you guys would like to talk about. Um, with all that out of the way, let's get a little bit of housekeeping done. Don't forget, we do have a Facebook, let's see, a Facebook, a Twitter, and an Instagram. Go over to Facebook and join the Uncomfortable Friends group. Uh, post some polls and questions up for you guys sometimes there. Keep the conversation going. Be sure to stay respectful. Uh, if you do like the show and you'd like to support the show, there's a couple ways you can do it. You can jump over to our website, pick you up some merch. I'm rocking, as usual, Austin's dad hat, and I've got the coffee mug, but we have some other things, too, if you don't want a hat and a mug. Um, and then it also has links to all of our social pages, all of our links on there, including Patreon. If you want to chuck in a buck, it really helps us out. We appreciate it. But if you don't have any money to spare, no big deal. Just share it with your friends. Let your friends know. Invite them to come watch and join the conversation with us. With all that out of the way, let's get uncomfortable. First news story today, again, like I said, comes out of my state, a bunch of knuckleheads. Louisiana State School Board meeting collapses into chaos of anti-mask parent protests. Um, so, where'd it go? It was just there. Let's try that again. All right, I'm going to bring y'all back to me for just a second while I figure this out. <laughs> Good way to start the show. Can I join Discord? I have a couple of questions. We don't have a Discord. Um, We just haven't felt the need to start a Discord yet because we don't, we're new. We don't have that many people following us and watching us. Um, Once we have one, though, yeah, you're more than welcome to join. Let me bring this back up here. All right, let's try this again. Louisiana State School Board meeting collapses into chaos of anti-mask parent protests. Uh, Louisiana State School Board meeting collapsed into chaos Wednesday when a raucous crowd and a controversial evangelical minister took over a meeting in a state building to protest Governor 
uh, Democratic Governor John Bell Edwards COVID-19 mass mandate in schools. Wanting to know your opinion on Afghanistan. Wow. Um, let me get through this new story and we'll talk about Afghanistan. Let me finish this one up. We'll definitely talk about it. Uh, more than 200 people, most of them vehement anti-maskers, were packed into the Louisiana Board of Elementary and Secondary Education meeting in the room, uh, meeting room in the Claiborne building near the state capitol in Baton Rouge. They uh, were all asked to wear masks or move to an adjacent room when the meeting began, but there was little compliance and no enforcement. See, that's that's one thing that I noticed because I actually watched this meeting. Um, there was absolutely no enforcement. There were police officers there. There were state troops, troopers there. None of them, hey, Robo Max, welcome back. There were state troopers there. I think it was state troopers uh, or Baton Rouge police officers probably. But they didn't do anything. They didn't enforce any kind of mandates or anything like that. What's up? Not much up with me, man. I'm just drinking. I got my beer and my mug. Just drinking. Um, I think the police chief came out and stated that the cops were only there to basically do whatever the school board members told them to do. So if school board members didn't tell them to act, then they weren't going to act. So the school board members didn't tell them to do anything, so they weren't going to do anything. What's happening in the news? Well, we're going to talk about this first. Uh, school board meeting collapsed into chaos because of anti-mass parents. I chose this one. We actually have, we've got two news stories today, RoboMax. Um, we're talking about this one because I'm actually in Louisiana. So I actually watched, I didn't go, obviously. I'm, too, I'm too, a little too far away to go, but I actually watched this live, and then I was like, man, i got to talk about this. Uh, but when they were told to mask up or move out again after recess, the crowd revolted, chanting, no more masks, no more masks, and we will not comply, we will not comply. So we're actually going to, let me turn this down so I don't blow y'all's ears out. Um, Anti-maskers, vaxxers are going crazy. Yeah, they are. Um, these people were pissed about masks, though, not the vaccine necessarily. Of course, I'm sure they'd be pissed about the vaccine, too. But let's see if I can get this to play for you guys. Ask me, what's the most important cool. thing about comedy? There's an ad what's for you guys. Timing. <laughs> see if we can skip it. So this individual here is Pastor Tony Spell, um, a man who was, uh, er, see right here, there it is, evangelical Pastor Tony Spell who was arrested early in the pandemic for ignoring Edwards' COVID-19 mitigation orders. He began leading the crowd. 99% of anti-masters are anti-vaxxers, absolutely. Uh, but this pastor is already a controversial pastor because he's been arrested due to him not wanting to comply with certain COVID-19 mandates and orders and that sort of thing. So he kind of rose up during this meeting to lead all these parents. Um, says they cannot arrest us all, which by the way, when you say they can't arrest us all, that's kind of like the, the go-to for people that know they're being batshit insane and doing dipshit stuff, but there's a bunch of them, so they're like, hey, it's no big deal. There's enough of us. None of us can, they can't arrest all of us, um, which is not true. 
they can arrest every one of you. Uh, they just they don't feel like the, they don't feel like taking on that headache unless you're. See, there it goes again. It disappeared on me. Well, we'll bring y'all back here because we'll just talk about it. Y'all know what happened. I'll tell y'all some of the stuff that happened. I say I'm pro science, no anti-vax. I am also pro science. Um, matter of fact, I usually on this show I have a co-host who would sit right over there next to me, and you'd see him as well. Um, but with the Delta variant running around acting stupid and doing shit, we decided it's probably best if we we're both vaccinated, but it's probably best if we set an example. We don't get together in a small room to record until everything kind of dies down. Uh, let's see. I was against the mask when COVID first started. I didn't want to comply. Then I looked up some videos on YouTube and found out about the importance of masks. Actually, on a on a previous episode, I covered a a, a study that looked into the actual efficacy of masks and everything. And that's that's one of the reasons why I started really, you know, even if it's not mandatory, I will usually still wear my mask. The COVID vaccine doesn't make sense. What what about it, John Calvin? What about it doesn't make sense to you? Not I'm not saying you're wrong necessarily. I just I'm just curious. We got some we got some people talking in the chat. I like it. Talking in the chat. All right, let me get see if I can get back to I don't know why it keeps doing. That's the second time that article has just disappeared in the middle of me reading it. Created in months versus 10 years. Well, usually, now, take this with a grain of salt. I'm not a scientist or anything like that. But it's my understanding that most vaccines do kind of come together fairly quickly. I mean, this is faster than, this is a bit faster than it has been in the past. Usually it takes several years just because it has to go through, uh, they have to get FDA approval, especially in cases where it's not like a global pandemic and everything. But because of the global pandemic and the urgency behind it and everything like that, the FDA actually did authorize it for emergency use. They they gave it an EUA, an emergency use, auth- use authorization. So even though it's not technically FDA approved yet, they have approved it to be used in emergency situations. It's the testing stage. Yeah, they uh, they did go through testing stages probably faster than normal just because of the nature of the pandemic. But, yeah, they did actually go through testing stages. My dad works for a major healthcare system, and even a lot of doctors aren't sure. Well, like I said, it's new, especially like I got the Moderna vaccine, which is the new uh, it's not a traditional vaccine. It uses mRNA instead of just a traditional vaccine, which is really a really big medical and technological breakthrough. Now, it's still new. We're still out. We don't really know about it. So most people that aren't real sure, I would I would suggest to them, if you're given the choice between a traditional vaccine and an mRNA, mRNA still go ahead and get the traditional one, just if you're still not sure about it, but. They are actually, um, I heard that Moderna, the company that made the mRNA COVID vaccine, they're actually working on an mRNA vaccine now for HIV. So we may actually, if, if it, if it works, um, may finally have something to fight against HIV and AIDS. I recommend you get a vaccine. I have had COVID. So? It's, it's, 
and, and, and I understand where you're coming from, John Calvin, saying it was, you know, for you it was just a sniffle. You've already had it. You may have the antibodies in your body now and that kind of stuff. I didn't get the vaccine because I was worried about myself. I got the vaccine to protect the people around me. Um, I have a 16-month-old son. You know, I have one grandparent left. I sure shit don't want to take it to her and me be responsible for her getting it somehow and that kind of stuff. So I am 400% more immune than if vax. I'll be very interested to uh, to hear where you got 400% because I actually, I read a study and I covered it on a previous episode. I'd have to go back and find it now. Um, where people, they looked at people that have had already had COVID. One group didn't get vaccinated the other group did get vaccinated and the group that was not vaccinated they found i want to say it was like 70 something or 80 percent more likely to to get reinfected both groups had already had covid before but the people that didn't get vaccinated were more likely to get to get uh reinfection wall street journal what was their source though there's a news outlet I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm, I'm genuinely curious. I've had COVID three times. Jesus, RoboMax. I was hospitalized because of COVID once while on vacation in Canada. I got the vaccine at the end of April 2021. You got it sooner than I did. I got it in... I think my second dose was in July. I think so. I'm not, I'm not sure about it either. I'm just telling you what I read. Um, but yeah, about this school board meeting, let's get, let's, let me jump back over here. Cause after this, I had somebody ask, I don't know if they're still here watching us, but I did have somebody ask about my thoughts on what's going on with Afghanistan. So I'll jump into, I'm going to quickly touch on that too. Um, but yeah, you basically had, let me break this down. You basically had a little, huge amount of parents show up at the school board meeting who were anti-mask they were probably anti-vax i don't know but this meeting they came to this meeting because the school board was supposed to discuss whether or not they were going to abide by the indoor mask mandate set by the governor our governor um at the beginning of this month excuse me at the beginning of this month he instituted a statewide mask mandate and so the school board the state school board was discussing whether or not they were going to basically abide by that mandate because our, um, I can't remember his title, maybe attorney general, I don't think it was attorney general, but somebody in the governor's office came out and said that the governor can't make that decision, This each the school board have to make that decision. So they were going to, that was going to be one of the items on their, on their um, schedule to talk about. And... It was, I, I find it funny because throughout the whole th- time, you know, the people up on the school board are wearing their masks and they're telling everybody, like, look, you need, you need to put a mask on or you can go into the separate room, blah, blah, blah. Whether you like it or not, the governor put this mandate in place and we have to abide by it. And everybody's yelling, hollering, acting crazy. And so, um, yeah, before they could even get around to talking about the mask mandate, this crowd got so crazy that the school board members took a vote and they voted eight to two to just adjourn the meeting. Like, all right, meeting's over with, let's leave. So 
all these crazy parents that were so vehemently like, let's like, don't, you know, abide by this mass mandate and all that kind of stuff. They ended up fucking it up and getting the meeting adjourned early. So the mass mandate stays in effect until, you know, the school, the state school board may, may hold another meeting to talk about it. But yeah, so they actually screwed themselves out of it, which I thought was pretty funny, but uh, let's see. You're an honest person. Thanks for your thoughts. Good topic. Don't waste your life on Twitch. God bless. <laughs> I'm not. I'm a programmer. I'm a programmer. That's what I do for my, my day job. This is just something I like doing. So I'm not, you know, I don't I don't see it as a waste. But thank you for your good wishes. God bless you too, sir. Um, so let's quickly talk. I don't have anything to show on the screen. But let's quickly talk about Afghanistan. Because I did have somebody ask. Um, let me scroll up to the top of the chat. Edible sugar too. I don't know if that person's still here. Said they're a 23-year-old boy, 23-year-old man, uh, from India wanting to know your opinion on Afghanistan. So, my really my only opinion, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not going to say that the way that this administration pulled us out of Afghanistan was a good thing or not. I, I, I think it could have been done better. I will say that. Um, but... Getting our troops out of Afghanistan was something that most of the country wanted. I think the last numbers I saw were somewhere around like 70-something percent. And it may have been even higher than that, but that's just off the top of my head. I think 70-something percent of Americans wanted us to pull our troops out of Afghanistan. We'd been there for 20 years. Um, and the Trump administration... I believe it was their plan actually to pull us out of Afghanistan. They talked about it. Um, Trump always said he was going to pull our pull our troops out and everything, and so that's something they wanted to do too. This administration went ahead and did it. Again, probably could have been handled better, but they went ahead and did it. Now, because the Taliban has taken over the country, it's become overly politicized because the people on the right that don't like the president, they're going to use it as ammunition against the president, even though he just did what most of Americans wanted and the previous administration said they were going to do anyway. Now... Um, the country have made a major you talking about our country has made a major mistake because the way I look at it and I don't know all the nuances all the ins and outs and everything like that but we have been over there for 20 years and seeing how quickly the Taliban took over after we left I mean what it looks like to me is we didn't accomplish shit while we were there it's like the Taliban just sat and waited um, so as soon as we're gone they slide in, and now I believe the funding to that country from us and a couple other countries and everything has been cut by like 800-something million, so it's not like the Taliban's getting, you know, all the same resources that Afghanistan was getting beforehand. Um, but, yeah, that particular story about Afghanistan was not on my notes, so that's just kind of off the top of my head. I don't know if you're still with us. Um, edible sugar too, but that's kind of my thoughts. Um, you know, probably, sorry, probably could have been handled better, but at the end of the day, we've been there for 20 years. Didn't seem like we had accomplished anything anyway. And we pulled them out, which is what most of America wanted anyway. So that's kind of where I stand on it, but let's move on to the next news story. This one comes out of California now. I'm from Louisiana. I'm no 
dick about California and what's going on there other than what I see in the news. But this one definitely caught my attention. I want to talk about it. Larry Elder, who was, I think, a radio personality or TV personality that threw his hat into the ring for this governor, uh, this recall election in California for governor. Larry Elder under fire for resurfaced comments from 2000 about women voters. Now, we're going to go through this. Talk about what it was, and then you're going to hear my three cents on the issue. Uh, the leading Republican candidate running to replace California Governor Gavin Newsom in next month's statewide recall election came under fire this week for an article he wrote 21 years ago about women voters. The article, titled Democrats and the She Vote, was published on May 2000 by Capitalism Magazine. The article assessed the power of she issues, which Elder identified as Social Security, health care, and education in recent election cycles. Uh, keep in mind, recent for that article is 2000, not right now. Focusing on issues that are important to women, who at the time accounted for more than half of the electorate, could be part of a winning campaign strategy, Elder argued. Smart politics, therefore, dictates paying attention to women's issues. Um, Elder went on to reference a paper published earlier that year by researchers at the University of Pennsylvania's Annenberg Public Policy Center, let me get this off screen, that assessed members on the public's understanding of key voter issues. Elder quoted one of the paper's authors in his article as writing at the time, the perplexing finding that women do not perform as well as men on political knowledge still persists in the year 2000. Now, keep in mind, he is that is not a quote from Elder. That is a quote from one of the other paper's authors that he's citing. So keep that in mind. Elder did go on to write, women know less than men about political issues, economics, and current events. Good news for Democrats, bad news for Republicans. For the less one knows, the easier the manipulation. Now this line is what he's catching all the crap for. Because um, now a lot of people are calling him, calling him out and saying that, oh, you said men are smarter than women. That's not what he said. He said women know less about men than men about political issues, economics, and current events. And that, he came to that conclusion because of what this other paper said, okay? Um, so people started giving him shit about it. Uh, recently generated pushback among voters during a Tuesday evening debate hosted by Cap Radio, former San Diego mayor, Kevin Faulkner referenced the line and other resurfaced comments Elder had received criticism for in the last few weeks. He said, said Elder should be here to defend his positions. Uh, he said that's bullshit, and we ought to call it that. He says it's absolutely indefensible. Now, here's the thing. Uh, you see from this Twitter post here that the California Democratic Party have made a nice little graphic, put it on Twitter with his quote, Women Know Less About Politics. More or less, anyone that just looks at this are going to think the, the, the uninformed voter, which most voters are uninformed voters. I'm uninformed on most things. Um, it looks like I'm not centered. Let's see if I can spin this just a little bit. That's better. Now, most, most voters are overall uninformed voters. So the California Democratic Party has created this graphic in that uninformed voter that sees this is going to think that that's, you know, Larry Elder just came out and said that women know less than men about politics. He wrote it in an article 21 years ago, first of all, and second of all, taken in context, it was what he deduced from this other paper that someone else wrote. 
or several other people wrote from University of Pennsylvania. So here is, that's rant time. <laughs> but, and I made some notes so I don't get off track or anything like that. So here's the issue I have with it. Now, I don't consider myself a Republican. I don't consider myself a Democrat. I'm usually somewhere in the middle. Until a few weeks ago, I knew barely anything about abortion. That's okay. There's a curveball for you in the chat. <laughs> I don't know how abortion came up, but all right. Um, but the issue I take with it is we live in this, this the, the current political atmosphere that we live in is this atmosphere of like heightened emotional irritability where people get pissed for reasons they shouldn't get pissed at and they take things to an extreme that they shouldn't take to an extreme and they get they get offended by shit that they that they shouldn't get offended by now what i see every time i talk to people about this or i see people talking about this the everybody hates it but i need to go have a good day mate you too robo max thanks for dropping in um everyone hates this but no one really stands up to it no one calls bullshit on it and that's a in my eyes that's a huge problem in today's politics because this this is a new trick that people on both sides of the aisle use this trick but I do see the left using it a lot more often than the right where they'll go look up something that this person said or this person did fucking decades ago in some cases and then use that as evidence of their moral supremacy and say, oh, I'm better than this person because they did this 30 years ago, so you need to vote for me or you need to not vote for them or whatever. And again, I see people on the left doing this more often than people on the right. And I actually have a quote here from Bill Maher. He said one time, he said, liberals are funny. They believe in evolution except when it comes to people. And it, that's that's what it seems like. It seems like they don't believe that people can evolve and people can change. So I'm going to give you all a couple of examples, um, one from the right and one from the left. So let's talk about Donald Trump. Um, if any of you guys watching have seen any of our previous episodes here at The Uncomfortable Conversation, you'll know we're not big fans of Trump. I'm not a big fan of Trump. Tobias, uh, he's not here. I don't know why I pointed over there, but Tobias is not a big fan of Trump either. So if we look into his past, back in the year 2000, which was the same year that this article that Larry Elder wrote, same year he wrote that. So the year 2000, Trump writes a book or publishes a book called The America We Deserve. In that book, he talks about, he talked about more than two things, but two things in particular that I want to point out. Number one in the book, he states, he basically calls for putting more people in prison. And I have a quote here from the book. He writes, according to the Bipartisan Group Council on Crime in America, on any given day, there are about one and a half times more convicted violent offenders out on the streets on probation or parole than are behind bars. Clearly, we don't have too many people in prison. Quite the contrary. Another thing he talks about in the book, probably in a very similar section, is that he says people in, that are in prison, they deserve to be in prison. They deserve to be there. He writes, and this is another quote from the book, he writes, 
I could understand the argument that we have too many people in prison if the police were rounding up innocent people and locking them away, but that's not the case. For the most part, you have to be a long-standing criminal to qualify for jail. This will come as news to our opponents in this debate. So 21 years ago, he writes a book, and in the book he talks about how more people need to be put in prison and the people in prison deserve to be there. Fast forward to 2016, he's running for president, and the campaign he runs on is this big, like, I'm going to be tough on crime campaign. He talks about supporting longer prison sentences and harsher prison sentences and talking about kind of the same things he was talking about in the book. So you got something from 2000, a book he wrote, talking about it. Fast forward to 2016, his presidential campaign, he's still talking about it. So you bet your ass that the Democrats are looking back at those things and saying, oh, he said this, he said this, he said this. Fast forward to 2019, what does he do? He signs the First Step Act. Now, what the First Step Act does, it eases mandatory minimum sentences under federal law. It increases good time credits. I think it's what they're called, good time credits. Basically, being, a, being allowed to, you know, being released early based on good behavior. And it allows for what they call earned time credits. So you can earn times towards your sentence and get released early because you participate in educational and vocational programs and that sort of thing. So this man who talked a big game, talked mad shit for so long about being tough on crime and increasing prison sentences and putting more people in prison and all that kind of stuff, signs the First Step Act, which does the complete opposite of what he always talked about. Now, did Donald Trump write the First Step Act? No, of course he didn't. But he signed it. He didn't have to sign it. He signed it. So there's an example of someone who's, who said and did things way back in the day. They did something completely different nowadays. So you can't really use it against him when he's doing this in the present day. Another person that changed was Barack Obama. A lot of people hold him in very high regard as far as how well he performed as president, especially people on the left. But Barack Obama, when he was first elected was against gay marriage. He didn't agree with gay marriage. He was completely against it. Fast forward, to, I can't remember the exact year, but fast forward to later on in his presidency, and he makes gay marriage legal. He actually said in the interview that he did with ABC that I've done some evolving on this issue. People can evolve. People can change. Um. That's the point I'm trying to make. People can change. Focus on the person that's in front of you. If it's your friend or your spouse or, in this case, your political opponent, focus on that person. Don't focus your attention towards the person from 5, 10, 20 years ago that in all likelihood doesn't even fucking exist anymore. Focus on this person right here, right now. So, before I close this out, I have two things to say. Number one, I have something to say to Larry Elder if you're watching. Let's face it, you're not watching. But if somehow this video makes it to you, don't apologize. I don't think you ever would apologize. Um, I've seen a couple of interviews you've done since then. You're not apologizing, but don't. Don't apologize. If you want to acknowledge that maybe the terminology you use could be taken out of context or whatever, sure, maybe. But don't apologize to these people. Okay, let them live in the past. Let them live in 2000, the year 2000 with their playing snake on their Nokia 3310s and 
like obsessing over Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston or whatever. You live in the present. Let them deal. Let them live in the past. Now, to the Democrats that are going after him for this, shut the fuck up. That's what I have to say to you. Shut the fuck up. Point your energy towards real issues. Things that actually matter today. Such as, I don't know, the fact that he doesn't believe in gun control. Or maybe the fact that he thinks California's minimum wage should be zero dollars. Or maybe the fact that he believes welfare is a bigger threat to society than systemic racism. Maybe focus on some of those issues. Because here's the thing. If you're going to choose a hill to die on that's, you know, the hill is 21 years in the past, that's where you're going to end up is in the past. And you're not going to have a place in this country's future. Choose the right battles. Quit getting upset over stupid shit that happened two decades ago. Move forward. Focus on the opponent that's in front of you now, not the opponent from 20 years ago. But that's all I have to say about that, guys. Um, I think that'll just about do it. Thank you guys that hung out with me in the chat. Thank uh Thank you, everybody, for watching. Thank you for following on Twitch or subscribing on YouTube. Make sure if you are on YouTube, jump down in the comment section below. Tell us what you think. Let us know what you think. If you are on YouTube and you enjoyed the video, make sure to punch that like button. It really helps the channel out. If you're not, yep, <laughs> that was weird. Uh, if you're not subscribed already, now's a great time to do so. I go live every Monday, Tuesday, and Friday for you guys. If you're on Twitch, Make sure to follow. If you're not following us already, it really helps out. And that may that way you never miss a stream, just like Robomax popping back in. You know, he's popping in different different streams and talking with us. And as always, guys, remember, it's okay to disagree. We can disagree and still respect each other. We can disagree and still love each other. If we keep that in mind, we won't solve the world's problems, but we will shave some of the rest, rough edges off. I will see you next time right here on The Uncomfortable Conversation. Bye-bye.